Hey, I'm Matt Hutchinson. He's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? I'm great, Matt. How about you? Another day in paradise, right? Beginning of summer. It's lovely. It's wonderful. Today, us. Today's June 3rd. Happy birthday, Matt. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. A day older, a day wiser. You know, age is just a number, whatever I want it to be. I'm, I'm great. I'm aging backwards, I promise. <laughs> All right, episode 128. Episode 128, grow your business by working backwards. Grow your business by working backwards. And so what do we mean by that? Well, where do you want to start? I will, I will talk about, I'm going to talk about maybe start with the goal thing first, and then we'll go to further. Well, let me, let me, let me, uh, what I always like to do, we've talked about this somewhere in the past was, uh, it worked so well, I quit doing it. So, so I worked so well, I quit doing that. So what I would say would be work backwards to move, uh, to grow your business or would it grow your business by working backwards? I would say what's been working and let's do more of that to start off with. Yeah. Right? And you can start off with your goal setting, but that's kind of a theme is like. Well, if you have something that's working, um, let's take, forget the goal setting for right now. If you have something that's working in your business and um, like, let's say you have a, a referral partner that, sends you five clients a year. Right. And, uh, but you're, you've got, you're out making cold calls and doing it, all these other things that's taken up enormous amounts of time. Um, and you get 10 clients a year and say, then let's say that's, you know, 15 clients a year is your business. Well, this person is giving you five referrals a year. Imagine if you just had two more people like that. So you're yes. working backwards to get to what is bringing the highest and best use? They, that's what they use in the real estate world. What's the highest and best use of your time? Um, and so you, you have to look at your business and say, what's working? And then how do I work this backwards to where? Yeah. They get more. So you're exactly right. So you, so you look at like an accountant's business. An accountant gets most of his business from referrals from existing clients. So you do and say, hey, where are my clients coming from? Well, gosh, they come from referrals from existing clients. So how do I do more of that? How do I get more clients referrals from existing clients and work backwards from there? We talk about lawyers. It's the opposite. Most lawyers get their referrals from other lawyers. So again, logo, look where your referrals come from. Gosh, how do I get more referrals from existing lawyers? You go back and you look at a, a, uh, I was saying, uh, I heard a podcast talking about the pie company, right? So if you're a pie company, where, where do you make most of your pie sales? Well, they're at the county fair. Well, then go to more county fairs, right? Yeah. Like what's working, do more of what's working. And one of the things I like about this exercise in your business is if you really segment it to, okay, I got five refer, I got, I get, I sell more pies at county fairs. Right. And, um, but which ones do I make the most profit on? Oh, it's the county fairs in the smaller communities or what, I mean, you know, so yeah. you want to look at your profitability and then get to like, when you're working backwards, start with the best ones and the ones you like the most were the clients you like working with most, as well as the ones that are most profitable so that you can work backwards and really get this narrowed down to a niche. I mean, uh, you know, that's exactly what we're talking about. So, so I'll get out, I'll carry that one and be on the pies. It's kind of like you have six different types of pies. Well, what are your top two, your top three? And since we know most people like whatever, the apple pie and the peach pie and the whatever, 
I don't know, pecan pie, because you're out in the South, right? Well, maybe those are the three pies you bring more of to the county fair, right? Yes. And you say, hey, most people like, we make six pies, but these are our most popular, try one of these. Same things with, with like, where do your clients come from? I work with financial advisors, right? Right, are you working with widows? You working with senior executives? Are you working with business owners? And, and how do I get more of those? Where are they coming from? Let's do more of what we're doing, right? Uh, real estate, we're talking about real estate. So uh, we all are fans, you and I, of, of Dean Jackson. And so he calls it probably, the, well, it's the 80-20 rule, right? We've talked about probably 80% of your business comes from referrals from your top 20 referral sources. That might be, if you're real estate, it might be existing clients. It might be some other friends or relatives, right? right. So let's show them more love. How do I get more referrals from those existing as opposed to uh, trying to make the other 80% send me one referral, right? Precisely. So there's this whole thing that do more of what works in that, that what is the 80-20 concept, right? Of 80% of, of your revenues comes from 20% of your activities. What are those activities? How do I do more of that? So you probably have a niche or a method or a sales process or a referral source that's already in your business, you just haven't done it. I was talking to, uh, uh, well, I won't mention, but they, they've got five lines of business. And so the question, I would, which one is the most profitable? Which one is the easiest to sell? Which one do you like doing the most, right? And trying to tell them, and we've had this conversation, not all revenue is the same. This activity is the, the highest margin, the highest revenue and the easiest to sell. Let's sell more of that. Right. Yeah, so I know somebody in the, you mentioned pies. I actually know somebody who makes cakes and cake pops. And I mean, when I say cakes, I mean, wedding cakes and um, what she does, the cupcakes and all this other stuff. And so what ends up happening is she makes a lot of money on a, on a wedding cake or a graduation type cake. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she makes her a lot of money on these. But she says, you know, the hard part is I can only take on so many because I have all these other clients that have they want cupcakes for this party or they, or these cake pops and they're very time consuming and I don't make that much on them. And I'm like, do you hear what you just said? You can't take on the ones that you're making money with because you're doing too much of these other things. Sometimes this working, grow your business by working backwards tells you what clients you have to eliminate so you can be more profitable. Yes. Yes. And, and that's, that's a great example. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I call that the easy revenue, the easy sale, the easy profit, right? That, that if that's your, if it's wedding cakes that you're good at, well, how to get more wedding cakes? I need to know more, whatever, wedding planners. I need to know more venues. I don't know. We could go back through. So then you'd go back through and brainstorm. Who do I get my referrals from? Where do my wedding cake referrals come from? And it's probably, like I said, wedding planners and sites and probably, you know, whatever, the, the, the venue where the wedding takes place, the venue where the reception is, there's probably a bigger list than you initially think of. And that, well, how do I get more of those type referrals? Because that's my most profitable is the wedding. Yeah. And certainly, uh, and, and, but when you're doing other activities, that's why you work backwards. You're like, what is taking all my time? This, this is an activity. I don't want to call this as, this is partially an activity in, um, I, you know how I feel about time management, but in, yeah. in utilization of time, what's eating my time? Um, if, you know, if you don't look at what's eating your time, a lot of times it's, um, they're like, it's like you're at a, a, a dog pound and you got all these little dogs biting at your feet, the little ones, the real little ones, they're just biting you, but they're not, they're not really hurting that bad. So you keep letting them bite you. But, um, 
you can't, you got to stop those little dogs from biting you. That's the, that's the customers and clients that are taking up your time and not letting you, you know, go after the bigger customers and, and yeah. uh, you know, Chet Holmes in his book, the ultimate sales machine, he talks about how um, you got, or he talked about Chet's um, unfortunately he died a while back, but um, he talked about in there is like your, I think he called it your farm 20, uh, your, 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 you know, who's your top 20 that you would, you know, you want to have clients just there. And he would, he would cold call what he your dream, yeah, your dream list. He called it your dream list. That's the dream 20. Yes. Yeah. That's what it was. And yeah. and even, uh, uh, Dan Sullivan, uh, what, what does he call in farm club, top 20 in farm top 20 and farm club. Yep. So <laughs> similar thoughts, but it's, again, it's, you're working backwards from, the clients you love that make you a lot of money and you get it, you get to a profile and this, this moves yeah. you now into the marketing. Yeah. Uh, they, they're calling it the avatar, if you will. I mean, I don't like the avatar idea, but um, when you, when you, as a, as a copywriter, as a marketer, you focus on never writing to an audience, you write to a person. So right. if you know who the person is, so like if you're having marketing created, it should be created to that person who you work back for words from. That's the best client you have. That's how your marketing should look. Well, it's so funny. The two things that you just reminded me of. So I was actually on a call earlier this week with a financial advisor, a very successful financial advisor. And he, he was uh, the question, Hey, how did you, you know, he's, he's grown rapidly, especially in the last 12 months during COVID and all that. And he said, so we talked about um, knowing your client and knowing who your target market is. And so most people in the financial services world talk about demographics, right? I want somebody who's 55 and older, who's nearing retirement, who has a million dollars, who works at Coca-Cola or a Home Depot, right? That might be the demographics. He said, we started to be successful when we figured out the, what do they call it? The psychographics? Psychographics, yep. The type of person. You know, we want the people that, that want advice, that want to outsource, that take advice, that are friendly, that, that, that are, you know, community driven. So he had this whole thing. He said, when we started focusing, not just on, uh, it was almost shallow. He described it as being, Hey, I want somebody with a million dollars who is a senior executive who's 55 and older, as opposed to, yeah, he might be that, but he's also a family guy, you know, single marriage, two kids, you know, they had a whole thing. And he said, we started focusing on the psychographics. They had better results because either the type of people that we want as clients and the assets will follow in, in their yeah. world. The money will follow. The business will follow. I know these are the type of people that I want. The so psychographics allows you to, again, the psychographics is really picking the person. And then you can move the demographics. Mm -hmm. I need somebody with this psychographic, but yes. yet the demographics still might, you might not want to take on a client with less than a million dollars, but you move from the psychographics first, because really that's the person you're looking for. The demographics are okay. If you if you meet that personal profile, now do you have the demographic demographics? Do yes. you do you yes. meet the demographics after the psychographics? Yeah, and exactly. So this is funny. So I'm looking at our, our wheel of fortune. You know, remember all that, all our the five fundamentals and all that stuff. More leads, more conversions, more transactions, more profits. But it comes back to our fundamentals, which is who's your target market? What's your market? dominating position or your million dollar message we'd like to call it and then what is your irresistible offer so go back and we're back to the pie people all right so we're back to the pie people and who's buying my pies it's the 
whatever. It's, is it grandma who's giving it away? Is it the busy mom with four kids? That matters, right? And that will actually help me to, that's my who. It's the, it's the busy mom with two kids, four kids. Um, and then what the million dollar message is, is, you know, we make home cooking easy or some, you know, some sort of, you know, something like that, because home cooked pie reminds her of her childhood from the country, you know, South Georgia or whatever. And then there's your million dollar message in which your irresistible offer, hey, you know, buy, uh, we got our six pie sample, uh, buy one of these. And, and then of course, well, the pecan pie and the whatever, apple pie are the most popular. Why don't you just go ahead and buy some of those for, for whatever the next holiday, for July 4th, right? So you could actually lead them down the path because you know who your who was, You've got your million dollar message, home cooking, we make home cooking easier or something like that. And then your irresistible offer, hey, do the pack. But what we really know is the apple pies and pecan pie will be a home run to the 4th of July party. Why don't you go ahead and order those and we'll have them there, you know, two days before the 4th of July party. Boom, there's your whole, what works, who's our client, who target market, million dollar message, offer. So I'm just laughing because it all comes back to the fundamentals. You and I talk about this like every podcast. I know. Well, it, it always is the fundamentals, isn't it? I mean, if you're going to play, if you're going to play golf, it's the fundamentals. If you're going to be in a sport, if you're going to be in business, it's the fundamentals that change everything. And, you know, here's the million dollar message, but how to reach the audience is where you get into the, the nitty gritty. Like I, when you're just talking about pies I'm, and what went came into my head is I said, I wonder why more pie people don't set up people on auto ship like for twice a year, like you, you got to, on Thanksgiving, we're going to make you, you know, you got a pumpkin pie. I'm thinking like pie of the month club. We got yeah. a pie of the month and then we'll bonus sell you for the Thanksgiving and July 4th and the Christmas pies, right? I'm thinking, let's go all out. I'll get you the pie of the month club plus the holiday club, right? Well, so the people who'd be on that list would be, they'd be big people like me. Uh, <laughs> no, they'd be, they maybe they entertain. They entertain and they're known for having... So I do this, uh, I get uh, uh, a Danish, a Kringle, and I usually send that out to my clients for the Christmas gift. The clients love it. It's really awesome. And it's something a little different. You know, a, a Kringle is like a Danish. Yep. And it's pretty neat. It's pretty big, about the size of a pizza or whatever. And I send it to them, and that's my little thing. And they love them. And it's from some Amish place somewhere up the Northeast. So that's kind of a neat little story behind it. And so my clients love it. They look forward to it. They know it's coming from me. I get marketed from them, the, you know, the, 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 day, the uh, Pringle people. Hey, why don't you buy one for Christmas? Why don't you buy one for New Year's? Why don't you buy one? They do a pretty decent job of trying to get me to buy more. And of course, they market to the people that we sent the Kringle to, right? Hey, Dave, you know, Matt sent you the Kringle. Uh, why don't you order one for your family? Why don't you order one for your clients, right? They're doing a pretty good job of marketing, but you they went further down the, the, the line, which is pretty neat. Do more of what works. Yeah. Not to buy more Kringles. Do more of what works. Uh, Matt's clients like the Kringles. Let's see if we can get them to buy more for themselves or for their friends and families. So let's take this to a um, an Amazon type business, a person who has an Amazon business. How to grow your business by working backwards. Because I've recently, I've had people tell me that it's so tough like getting to the customer, Amazon customers, because you, okay. you ship your product to them and then Amazon, they won't put anything in the box. But here's, here's a way you can do it. You are allowed to advertise on your packaging. So um, how, how do you get to the customers? Well, who's buying, let's say you have five products on Amazon. Pick the one that's most profitable 
and advertise to a either a website or another offer on your packaging. That could be a sticker. Like you say, well, I can't have all that packaging reprinted. Work backwards. There should be, okay, so how do I know this uh, This works? Because um, I've, I've worked with a couple of clients recently in this very thing, and they were concerned that it violates Amazon's rules. Well, um, do you think Amazon tells Apple that they can't put something on the outside of their box with their website and other things? No, that's not how it, it is not a violation. And so um, you have to be a little discreet about it, but it's, it's your packaging. So they're going to take your product and put it in one of their box if they're doing fulfillment, but that's okay. So you, you have to figure out a way to comply with the system, but also to work backwards to grow your business. Because if you don't want to be 100% dependent on a platform like Amazon or Shopify or something like that, and um, or even, even Walmart's uh, marketplace, those are all areas that if you're in those businesses because uh, where you feel like your hands are tied, work backwards, find what's making you money, and then market to those people. You know, those are people. It's an individual. And talk to them on your packaging. I mean, that's just another thought of a way to generate more revenue because you, I mean, or else you're just stuck with ads that go to Amazon. So no, you're sick. And this leads into, we've talked about referral programs before. Most businesses get the referrals from existing clients, past clients, and uh, centers of influence. For me, it's, you know, accountants, lawyers, consultants. That's a very standard way people do business, right? So maybe there's a referral program where there's a, re a frequent, you know, bonus for people who send you referrals. Maybe there's a way to, to reward people for sending the referrals. Maybe there's a way to encourage it more, right? So we talk about referral programs at, at dentist. Dentistry is one of my niches, right? So it's, we can have a referral program with little reminders all around the office and a little thank you note or a bottle of wine or a Amazon gift card for sending us a referral. You, you know, there are referral loyalty programs, right? We, you know, use it 10 times, get one free or get a discount on the, on the 11th one. Right, so, so you could, again, we're working backwards and what's working and how do I incentivize? People respond to incentives, right? Incentives, I believe people respond to incentives. Is that a monetary incentive? Is it a positive feedback? People give referrals not to do you a favor because it, may, but because it makes them feel good. Most people think that people give referrals because they're helping Dave out. No, no, they give referrals because I look like somebody important because, oh, you're looking for a copywriter? I know a guy. Dave Mulvaney. Hey, you're looking for a hardwood floor guy? I know a guy, you know, Pete Smith, right? Hey, you're looking for a jewelry guy? I know a guy, uh, Mark. So I do that because it makes me feel good. I didn't and do by the way, favorite, we, just, we just used a real estate agent. You're exactly what you're talking about is exactly what happened. So um, we, we sold a house, uh, we got an offer on a house and um, I needed um a, a spot of the roof repaired. I need an electrician. I need a plumber. And this house is in the middle of nowhere and an HVAC person. And I'm like, I, and I told the agent, I said, you know how hard it is to get people out there? She said, give me about, uh, give me a couple hours and I'll send you a list of people. And every one of those people responded. I couldn't get anybody. She sends me a list. They all respond. They got the work done in a couple of weeks. Now, did she make any more money for doing that? No, but I got another house where we're finishing in the same area. Guess who's going to need the listing? Um, so she did it probably because it made her feel good, like you said. But um, now working backwards, if I was advising her as a, you know, as one of our clients, I would say, look, um, 
you're in a small community, but notice in a very short period of time, you got two listings and potentially two sales from a real estate investor. So maybe you should figure out how to get more real estate investors in your pipeline that own multiple properties. First, you know, the investor and then multiple properties. That, so it's psychographics first, then demographics, multiple properties. So Absolutely. Go back to the referral source, right? So she referred you to the roofer handyman guy, right? Yep. Now he has reciprocity because the agent found me a client. We're going to ask him, hey, when you're talking to people fixing their roof, I'm looking for multi-home investors. Yeah. Right? I'm looking for people not just to, I don't just want anybody who wants to sell their house. I'm looking for, hey, when you repair a house, see if it's an owner who lives there or if it's a landlord, in which case they might be a good person for me to talk to. Right? So you can help her work backwards from her own referral sources because she did them a favor. That, that's a referral network she has built that she can get more referrals from the roofer, more referrals from the HVAC guy and tell her I'm looking for real estate investors, landlords. Exactly. And so, I mean, it doesn't matter what, what line of work you're in. Um, this works in all lines of work. I mean, I understand, you know, that um, everybody thinks their business is so unique. Right, right, right. And it's really, there are unique businesses. I mean, there are always some, there better be something unique to your business because if there's not, you're a commodity and that ain't cool either. Uh, but every, but everybody thinks, well, that won't work in my business. Um, and I hear that all the time. Well, that won't work in my business. The reality is you have a best type of customer. Even if you sell one product and it is a commodity type product, you still have a best type of customer. And how did you get them? How did you, you know, how did you come across them? How did they get into your, you know, how did they put money in your till? That's what you got to figure out and then go get more of those. I mean, it's, it doesn't have to be, I don't know. We make things too complex, Matt. I think sometimes. Well, you're, you're, what you're saying is exactly right. What, what, you know, let's get more of the, of, of those type people. Right. And so when we get more of those type people, that's more of how do I just get in front of more of those people? Right. So, uh, financial advisor, I work, work with widows, recently widowed because, you know, husband, whoever the spouse, the, the remaining spouse didn't handle the money. The other one did. Now there's some tax planning issues and all that kind of stuff. That's a great little niche. How do I find more of those people? Cause I want to find more of those people. Right. Yeah. So that, how do I get more of them? Then it's kind of working backwards of, all right, how do I get more of them in front of more of them? Then it might be, well, how do I convert more of them? What were the hot buttons for the widow? Gosh, it's called the widow tax penalty that you, that you and your spouse were paying had this amount of income. And then when one of you dies and you have the same amount of income, you, the widow actually is paying higher taxes. So it's, it's called the widow tax because you're a single filer instead of a double. Anyway, the point is, it's like, okay, so now we would work on one, how do I get more of those people? Then we'd start working on the, the funnel. How do I convert better? How do I message better? How do I, right? But you gotta, you could easily just get, what do they call it? Rising tides lift all boats, right? If you get clients from dentists, how do I just get in front of more dentists, right? We'll worry about how to convert more dentists once I get in front of them later on. First thing, just let me get in front of more, right? I get clients from whatever. Like you said, uh, the, the lawn care guy, this neighborhood is my best neighborhood. How do we get more clients in that neighborhood? right? Referrals, work in the neighborhood while I'm in the neighborhood discounts, referral from the roofer, the power washer, the lawn, you know, 
New Ulm guy. So uh, the sprinkler guy. So yeah. you can build a whole referral network in that neighborhood. So as again, working backwards, you probably have a niche you don't realize. It. That's what I always say. I actually that where are your sales coming from now? You probably have a niche that you don't even realize, and that's what you would work backwards from. How do I get more of those people that are my best clients? My favorite clients, the psychograph. These are my favorite people. I want more of those. Yeah, and you know it's funny. Um, right now, I didn't. I don't know why, but landscaping is one of the the big acquisition. Uh, not that this has anything to do with what we're talking about, but from what I understand, the biggest acquisitions like happening are lots of landscaping company. I don't know why, but um, maybe because it's um, it's a little more pandemic proof. Shall we call it that? That's good. Um, right. You know, because uh, of course I have an LED lighting company and for nine months I couldn't get product. Well, that wasn't fun. Um, and so, you know, these are things that I had to analyze. If, if, if you think that everything always goes well in business, you're not doing something because if you don't hit some major obstacles, it's the obstacles and the times you fall on your face is when you learn. And so why do you do exercises and working backwards, sometimes working backwards, even in a failure? Like, how did I lose that client? Yes. We had them at the finish line. You know, it could be the big sale. You could be a software company and, and each sale is $3 million. And, and you're like, we had everything. And then we got to the finish line and we couldn't get the check. Well, you got to work backwards then. If you want to grow your business, you got to work backwards and figure out where it went off. And I will say this, the best thing you could do is call the client and say, hey, thank you for all the things. Would you mind telling me where we went off track so that I can improve for the next client prospect? Right, right. That's, that's a great working backwards for the next signal. Uh, yeah. we, we, got, we got about two or three more minutes left. You quickly go back from a goal setting, right? So goal setting the exact same way. Uh, if you want to run a half marathon, a full marathon, whatever I'm just using running as an example, right? So half marathon is, what is that? 12 something? 12.1 or something. Okay, how do we do that? Well, I can't run today, but but I know I'm going to run, you know, the half marathon Thanksgiving. That's a half marathon around here in Atlanta, Thanksgiving. You would say, well, how do I get there, right? So we'd build a plan backwards from by Thanksgiving. I want to be able to run 12 miles. We'll work backwards and build it. You know, I got I, I need to walk. Then I need to walk and run. And then I need to run. And it's boom, boom, boom. And we piecemeal it out. And they do that all the time. You get them for free on the, on the internet. Like Peachtree Road Race is a big race here in Atlanta. That's a... Is that a, a 10K? So that's six miles. So here it is, June 3rd, and you're going to run the Peachtree July 4th. How do I run six miles in, you know, one month? Boom, yeah. how will we do? We back into it, right? Yeah, and if you want to lose weight, I mean, through right. exercise, you can actually say, okay, um, in order for me to lose these 20 pounds, okay, I've got to, I've got to, you know, in X amount of time, you pick the time frame. Let's say you want to lose 20 pounds in three months. And then so you, you realize how many calories uh, which is like 3,000 calories is a pound. So okay. you have to consume 60,000 less calories, less calories in, in, in those 90 days. So you would start breaking that down per day and it might come out to, I don't have a calculator, but it might come out to what, uh, 90, 60,000, that what, 450 calories a day less under. So you have to figure out what you consume, but this is working it backwards. I have a goal. How do I get there? And and when you bring it down, it, it might not be as big as you think. It might, oh, 450 calories a day. It's the same with you want to hit a sales goal. I want to make a million dollars this year. And your average client is X. 
uh, you know, is uh, 250,000. So I need four clients this year. And, and you start working, oh, how many cold calls do I have to make? How many of, you know, and, and you start working backwards from your previous clients and you realize, oh, I made, I made 10 calls to get that one. So you start realizing how many, all the, the numbers that it takes to get to the end result. That's, that's what it's about. Well, it's funny. So, so like, you know, episode 128, grow your business by working backwards, right? So it's, you've got to do these exercises. You can't just fumble through life, right? You can't, you've got to do these. You got to have this work backwards. What's working, do more of it. Well, we got to look at ourselves. You probably have a niche. How do, we got to look at ourselves. We got to measure these goals. We have to, we have to be observant. We can't just wander through life aimlessly. What is that? You can't get to your vacation spot without having the end spot in mind and then Waze will give you the map, right? That's how a business is. So like you said, you want to hit a million dollars this year. How do we back into it, right? But it all comes back to boiling down to our message. You know, we talk about our fundamentals. Who's your target market? What's your million dollar message? And what's your irresistible offer? It's funny how that comes back full scale. This is the stuff we talk about in our mastermind group. Dave and I run a mastermind group. And this is what we talk about, right? What are our goals? How do we work backwards? What's working? How do we do more of that? Who's your 80-20? What's your top 20 in your farm club? These are all concepts. These are just getting you to where you want to go, though. And all these little strategies we have are really just versions of where are you, where you want to be, and here's the roadmap to get there. And we always say you got to have three things to be successful, commitment, a roadmap, and a support system. Dave and I have two of the three. We got the roadmap and the commit and the uh, support system. We need your commitment to be committed to get to the next step, right? You got to measure it backwards. Our irresistible offer right now, we talk about this all the time, is how to find $50,000, $75,000, $100,000 in your business without spending a dollar more on advertising or marketing. And we call that our profit acceleration session. If you're interested in that, Matt at profitabilitymd.com, Dave at profitabilitymd.com, you can set up an appointment for that. You're interested in our mastermind group where we talk about this stuff all the time with other business owners, people that have done it, been there, done that, continue to evolve. Reach out to us for our um, mastermind group. Talk about doing an interview for them. So we love this stuff, man. This is our YouTube channel, ProfitabilityMD.com uh, is our where our podcast is. I mean, you got to know where you want to go. You got to work backwards to get there, right? Whether it's going to run a half marathon, whether it's losing weight, whether it's getting your business or your life to the next level. What does it look like? And I'll work backwards in there and we can create the plan to get there. Good show, Matt. Fun stuff. Have a great afternoon. All right, man. See you.